Try the new fragrance DC10 Sport 100ml by Dan Carter. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. This is the House of Aths. It's got me again. I'll full start it. I'm so damn excited. (laughs) All thanks to Chemist Warehouse, wherever you might be, right across the SCN Radio Network. Hello to you. And hello to you, old birthday boy, Johnny Steph, in the house. How old are you now, man? 31, 32? Hey, man, age is just a chronological number, Cam. Yeah. So, you know, I try not to keep count, man, you know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> I mean, let's just, I mean, let's be honest with our listeners, you know. Yes. I mean, we are very, very close, Cam, but... Uh, it, it, it hurt my heart a little bit today because you mm-hmm. actually forgot my birthday. I, I I didn't forget. I was waiting for the show and I was going to surprise you with a big <laughs> present. But now that you took the fun out of it, I haven't got said present on me. So, you know, what it is what it is. Man, you know what? I actually thought it was tomorrow because you're in London, right? So I'm waiting for tomorrow to happen. This is correct. <laughs> okay, what? well, listen, whatever. I, I, I love the fact that you're trying to make an excuse that means you really care because you can say, yeah, I forgot. I care. So, I care. So, uh, I care. So, uh, hey, no, no, man. We got a big show, right? Big show. I, I gave Massive. the I gave Massive. the over under at four and a half medals at the World Championships. How many medals did we win, Johnny Steph? Six medals. It's just unbelievable Huge. performance, Cam. I, I was texting Andrew Faitney, the high performance director, throughout the whole championships. And you know, when we got medals so early on in the competition, I think we got to three medals. And I texted him saying, "Man, we're, we 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 had the high jump left. Mm-hmm. I said we could be on you." Um, and then Curtis Marshall threw in that fourth medal and then to get two medals in the last day uh, to make it six, the best ever performing world championship team in Australian history. Um, it's, it's kudos to all the coaches, um, all the athletes, everyone in high performance athletes Australia and all the families and people and our sponsors and everybody that support the sport. Um, because I tell you this, Cam, the Budapest did themselves very, very proud um, it was a fantastic championship. It was great to see the people come out and watch athletics. It was sensational. Look, and this is of no surprise to us, Johnny. We've been talking about this. This is what this show essentially does. And the fact that this show exists is because of the momentum that is continually being able to run top from bottom at Athletics Australia. And you could feel it start to shift in the last couple of years. It was thwarted like a lot was during COVID and the pandemic where you're like, you know what, something's brewing here, but it's it's kind of hard to put our exact finger on it. But since really the middle of last year, the Com Games, the World Championships in Oregon, and then into 2023 and the, and the Diamond League success of the Australians, this is of no surprise. This is the best thing about this, Jay Steezy, is this is of no surprise that the Australians competed so well and we had a huge amount of people on the dais. No, well, sicker. And you know what? Uh, this is one thing I hate about success is that I think people see the now of the success and really don't understand the groundswell and the work that went behind it. You know, this started four, five, six years ago about creating as many opportunities for athletes coming to high performance meet and allowing our athletes to make semifinals and seeing progress to finals and from finals, giving them the confidence to actually think they can win a medal. Um, this started with our chairman, Mark Bib five, six yep. years ago when we brought in Christian Malcolm as high performance uh, head coach alongside Andrew Fakeney. And then uh, Christian moved on to to work at UK Athletics and Andrew Faitney took over the the helm as as high performance manager and director um, and along with his team and everybody on the board, Jan Swinnow being the new chairman after Mark uh, Bibb left, 
Um, they pushed for this uh, ability for this to happen. And in came Peter Bromley, who was the uh, old, uh, he was part of the board as well and became the CEO of Athletes Australia. And um, I think having that real clear vision uh, of of what needed to occur at a world championship and having an understanding of the sport, I think has really helped us. And now it's coming to fruition, Cameron. And I think uh, I love to mention the pathway and how that's become because, again, like I said, sometimes we focus on the success and then this happened because we what we did this year. But there's years and years of things that went behind the scenes in order for this to happen at World Championships. But we can't become complacent, Cameron. Um, the, you know, the help of Chemist Warehouse, sponsors like Puma and sponsors like Rio Tinto with our Indigenous programs, um, and the list goes on, um, is really important for us to grow our sport. But as a team, both as an, from an athlete point of view, from a coach, all the way to administration to a board, we got to keep uniting. Um, our state, state MAs, we have to keep uniting. And we need to make sure we, we, we work extremely hard together because we're taking on the rest of the world, the whole world, when we go to these world championships. And we need all of Australia to be behind us when we take on the whole world to make our country proud. Now, I'm going to embarrass you here a little bit because you you were a part of the the start of where we sit right now. So when you, when you speak about the people you most certainly shouted out and deserved it, you were a part of that. You were a part of the change in Athletics Australia. You you talked the talk when you were an athlete. You walked the walk when you were an athlete. And then in retirement, you walked the walk into an administration point of view that did start to push change. I'm not saying you did everything 100% correct and you are the main person to be congratulated, but there is no doubt you're a part of the changing of the guard of which we see today, Jay Steezy. And, and I ask you this, and I don't want you to be humble, and why would you be? We never are on this show. Do you have, when on, on, upon some self-reflection, do you have a bit of pride about the stuff that you did when you went to Athletics Australia and were a part of this is what looks like was the start of where we get to today? Uh, <laughs> I think the job's not done. Uh, I'm not saying Cameron, that. So some of my... Mm-hmm. Similar, similar, similar to my track career, I only started reflecting on, on what I did in my track career once I retired. Okay. So I think once I walk away from athletics, uh, I'll be able to look back and, and see um, the work has been done. It all started Mate. off with Mark Arbib, yep. um, who was the chairman who believed and trusted in in my love and passion for the sport. He saw past uh, what the media was writing all those years and um, um, he saw my value and saw my value, what I could bring to the sport. And um, and um, it's now continued on to Jan Suno and Peter Bromley, who continues supporting that vision and allow me to do what I need to do when it comes to getting commercial partners and sponsors with Chemist Warehouse, as Mario has been a, a good friend of mine. And not only that, he saw the vision of the sport and loves the sport wholly. And we want partners like that that see our vision and love the sport as much as what we do. So, um, and then Puma is another one, you know, um, you know, which good news will be coming out in the next week about what, where we're progressing with Puma as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been really blessed to have the opportunity uh, from top to tail. Uh, you know, Cameron. You know, I've been really blessed to have that opportunity from top to tail um, as an athlete, all the way from a board member, all the way to administration. Um, and I think collectively as a team, that's why I mentioned all those people, and I can mention very clearly who was involved because I know who was there in the mm-hmm. times when it was dark. Because you were I there. Who was there when the time? Because you were there. Yeah, well, that's, that's my point. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. And I appreciate you, and 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 thank you. And I, I don't want this to sound like it's a, it's a, um, it's a tribute to Jay, but you know, but at the same time, you know, yeah, I I I don't look at it like that just yet. 
Um, and I, but again, I always had great people around me in my career, my track career that helped me get there. And I was, yeah, I was alone racing, but I had a really big team behind me that always made sure I was on track. And the same, same thing goes for when it comes to working administration on the board. I think we need to stick together, come together. We need to be able to listen to one another. Um, and we need to be able to share ideas. And sometimes we have to be able to take the, the small L to get the big W, right? And, and, and I think our self-interest, when you're involved in a sport, the biggest thing I learned is to take my self-interest away and put the betterment and the greater good of the sport first. And, uh, and I think if you do that collectively, um, we're going to see more and more medals. We're going to become a powerhouse in track and field. So um, I, I appreciate you, man, I, 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 in saying those those nice things. But again, I, I had great people around me that believed in me. I know the ones that didn't believe in me, and they know who they are as well. And they still walk around me to this day when I walk around, whether it's in the Federation or whether it's at the track. Um, but that doesn't deter us putting the greater good first and making sure that my kids, when they do the sport one day, God willing, um, the sport's in a better place than what it was when I was there. There, there is no doubt that if you weren't a part of this show, we would be talking about you like we are talking about the other people. I know it's a little awkward or embarrassing for yourself, but there is no doubt you're a part of what is happening. Now, we'll get to all the great things shortly, but I, I, I do want to point this out. It was an absolute treat, and you and I have the privilege of doing this weekly, but I just feel all that great work to see mainstream media continually to discuss athletics, the World Athletics Championship, not necessarily just the Australians, but mainstream media again, part of all the hard work and where the sport is. And also the fact that Paris is only 12 months away probably helps this. But the fact that you could here in Australia, pick up a newspaper, turn on the radio, see the TV and see the athletes who are doing their thing. I think, again, that's a credit to everybody within the athletics world who continually tell us, we deserve more recognition, we deserve more exposure, and they are finally getting it. Probably not to the level they should just yet, but there is no doubt there feels like there's been a swing in track and field in this particular year. No, definitely, and we, we can't discredit what Olympics did, and the only great thing that came out of COVID, I think, for for, for a lot of people yep. was the fact we were able to watch Olympic Games True. live and live in colour. Uh, which was which was which was which was awesome, man, and that was fantastic for our sport because when you talk, when you say Olympics, track and field is Olympics. Arguing, you can argue me as much as you want to argue me. The flames at the track, the track is the is the main is where the opening closing yep. ceremony is. It, it, track and track and field is the Olympics. So um, that has really helped develop these names and start to make these names household names. When you're talking about, um, you know, your Peter Bowles, your your um, Eleanor Pattersons, your Nicola Oleslagas, uh, uh, Curtis Marshalls, and um, and and that's a testament to the athletes. Um, yes, administration, the board can take a little bit of credit because we've got to develop the sport commercially. Um, but really, that's to the athletes, as to our, our commercial partners, which help get these athletes to do that. The, these athletes' personal sponsors, which help them get to where they need to get to. Um, it's a collective, uh, Cameron. Um, but again, this, this, that's the testament. The athletes is when they get to these championships, they have to perform. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're doing that, Cam. And, and and you're right. It's great to see them get the recognition on mainstream media. And I don't think that's going to stop. You know, no. track and field is, is a beautiful sport. It's a sport that should sit on its own, Cam. You know, it should not be compared to the footballs and the, and your rugby's and the basketballs because it underpins every sport. That's how it was sixty years ago, man. It was swimming and running was the was the two sports at least in this country that underpinned your your sporting fabric. And then there was these other sports that 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 took place as well, which is your technical ball sports. And I think that's how this country should see 
see athletics. I think there is a lot to be said about the athletes as well. And I think this happens a little bit more in today's day and age across all sports anyway. But I'll talk from our experience. Of course, Benny behind the scenes who does a lot of the groundwork. None of these athletes say no to us. Jay Steezy. Now, occasionally they may not be able to come on. There might be a clash. And in the end, we end up getting them on at a, a convenient time. But every time we have touched base with an Australian athlete, pre the World Championships, just since the start of this particular show, uh, they have always been very willing to chat to us, very willing to spend 20, 25 minutes chatting to us about whatever the hell we want to ask them. And half the time, they, they probably do think, what the hell are these questions that these two Muppets are asking? But they are doing it really well. <laughs> and and there's a lot of time, there's a lot of sports around the world, in particular the main sports, that get coverage, even if there's not a great deal of effort from said athletes within that sport. That's just the way we world, the world works. With athletics, in this country right now, the Australians have said, all right, we want to be known more so. We want to have more opportunities to commercial opportunities. And they aren't just sitting back because they're great at what they do. They are actually knocking down the door and chatting to us and, and making themselves available and known. And I love that as well. And that, that, that's a big part of what we are doing. And they make it very easy for us. Oh, well, I, we've, they've always complained that they didn't have a medium for their yeah. voice to be yep. heard. Um, and our great partners in Chemist Warehouse and, you know, really Mario's brainchild um, was to create this show along with SCN and Croc Media, yep. which is, and here we are now, Cam, you know. So, um, you know, but in, in saying that, you know, it's fantastic, uh, you know, a big shout out to Michael Angus and Sasha and the team at Athletes Australia. Absolutely. Put us in touch with all these athletes as well. Um, and, you know, and it's, you know, it's funny. I, I, I had some conversations with um, World Athletics when I was in, um, in Budapest and you know they're 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 really trying to to change those barriers that are put up between the athlete and the and and the comms that's involved um and, and exposure these athletes are trying to get they, because it's actually quite opposite when you come to some of the international athletes that they're kind of uh, restricted to how much they talk and when they talk mm-hmm. and which is killing the sport and they understand that they don't have access to the athletes like they should we are we in Australia we do and uh, we should be proud of all our athletes. And um, and you're right, it's, uh, it's kudos to them. And um, without them, man, um, there is no Athletics Australia. People got to remember that. I think sometimes federations get it a bit twisted that they think they're the ones that, that, that the athletes need. No, no, no. The athletes give you a job because they're out there running, competing and winning six medals on the nas- international and national stage. So um, I think sometimes, again, uh, we got to work together, respect one another, and um, and and the more unified we are, the easier it is for us to take on the world. Now, talking about unifying a particular group, the NBA players have really unified this week. They've taken offence <laughs> to a comment. Before we get to the break, let's talk about the Aussies. Let's talk about Noah Lyles' comments because uh, he pretty much said, and I'll paraphrase, I'm sure everyone's heard it by now, he said, world champions. <laughs> I'm a world champion. Is it? He's obviously a double of world what? champion at Budapest. <laughs> and the NBA players have dirtied right up. What did you make of it? What did you make of the comments and and then the reaction uh, from these basketballers? Oh man, it's it's. <laughs> oh man, where do I start with Noah? Look, um, I love what he did, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll tell you the reason why I love what he did. Hate him or love him now, everyone's talking about him. Yeah, right. And, you know, I, I played my career very much like this, you know, where I'm an entertainer. I don't look at my sport. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to cure cancer. I'm out there entertaining people. 
And his comments are very, very true, right? Um, yes, there's a lot of people that play uh, basketball that are from international countries, and uh, but essentially, you know, it's played in the United States. They're American teams, and um, I can see his viewpoint on, on when you go to the World Championship Athletics. Pretty much every country is there. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, you're taking on the whole world. Um, I think his delivery was 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 intense. I think his delivery has, has smacked a lot of basketballs in the mouth. Um, and, and and I think I think look, you know. He's isolated himself. Don't get it wrong, um, but hey, they sure. I mean, I saw a post that Drake, the singer, put up mm-hmm. um, saying that I bet you Noah thought when he said this comment in the mirror the night before that he was that he was looking hard. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, he regrets that now. He said something like that. So um, no, I, I think I think good on him, man. Speak your truth. If that's how you feel, and that's what, and you know, and that's how you want to be. His manager will be saying, "Why did you do that? You made my job ten times harder." But hey, man. The man that stands for something doesn't fall for anything. So, you know, I, I think it was pretty cool. There is no doubt as well. He's feeling himself. He's the fastest man on the planet right now in 2023. Yeah. He was great in the 100. Yeah. He's always great in the 200. He was brilliant there. And you know what? I, I don't even know if he deep, 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 deep inside his soul cares, right? But he was just feeling it. He's enjoying his craft and, and enjoying the fact that he, he, he set out to be able to get the double done. It's very hard to do. You have to be the creme de la creme athletes in the history of track and field to be able to do it on both sides, male and female. And it was a half throwaway line that is going to help him. Now, I have no doubt right now his manager is, as you said, man, what are you doing? It's now tougher for me. You know what? Every NBA player now's, now now knows who Noah Lyles is. Every single NBA player. Most NBA fans. Drake's got probably 500 million people on social media. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. And at any time, people no. like, who is this? Who is this saying this? They traditionally do a little bit of research. Not much. Just a little bit to find out who he is. And the next thing they find out that he's the fastest athlete on the planet. Like, if they dig into it and he just finished sixth, he opens himself to criticism that he wouldn't have deserved, but he would have got, right? But by well, being, let's just, let's just, I, I get it. Um, but let's just say that before you start saying mm-hmm. he's the fastest athlete on the planet, let's just mm-hmm. he, look. He's the hundred and two hundred meter champion of the world, and he's the fastest current athlete. Not I, the fastest, but he's the champion. Well, in the hundred meters and two hundred meters. Well, he's right the now the fastest athlete. No, 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 no. You're not going to drop that on me, Cameron. The fastest man in the world yeah. is Usain Bolt. That's absolutely. He's the fastest man in the world. I, I, well, right? but and, in and, 2023, and, and, Usain and right Bolt now, he is the hundred... isn't beating Noah Lyles. That is my point. The fastest man in the world mm-hmm. is Usain Bolt. So you look... going to say the fastest track runner in the world. He's not even the fastest track runner because I don't think he ran the fastest time in the world this year, Noah Lyles. But he's the 100 and 200 meter World champion so is Noah Lyles. Right now, okay, so 2023, which I thought I said, but if I didn't, I get your point. But in 2023, I say Noah Lyles is the fastest man on the planet because no one has been able to beat him in a major championship. And all due respect to Usain Bolt, he wouldn't run faster than Noah Lyles right now. So in 2023, he's the fastest man on the planet. No, no, he's the fastest man at world championships. Cool. I said he's 100 meter world champion of the world. He's not the fastest man in the world because there's been people that ran faster than him this year. Okay. So he's not the fastest man in the world, right? And the fastest man alive is Usain Bolt. Do, do we agree? So, so, so do you agree then in 2023 he's the fastest man in the world? I'll soften it. Or do you believe that 
because someone has ran faster, no, no, no. they he, hold that. He's, he's, no, no, he's the fastest man in the world because he's got the world championship. Yes. Okay. And 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 yes. and, and, and that, that when it came down to the title being who's the fastest man in the world, world championship defines that, right? Yes. So he's the fastest man in the world. He's yes. got that title for another two years, whenever the world champs is. But he's not the fastest man alive. He's not the fastest man on the planet, like this year. That's 100 meter run. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll but he's a fast relent. man in the world. He is. Now, if, 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 he you, is. Now he can lose it in Paris. You can't discredit. Well, he, well, he de- no. Well, he, he'll be Olympic champion, right? Well, I think he and will. But again, I mean, he has. I'm saying. If someone beats him in Paris, then he loses the title of which I bestowed upon him as the fastest man on the planet. Even well, though. Well, well it's funny you say it's like it's like boxing. It's like boxing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can be. You know the welterweight champion of the world, but you're not the you know the super la- mm-hmm. uh, the the lightweight champion of the world, right? So if he okay, ask you this question: Hit If me. he is the champion of the world, mm-hmm. he's world champion, mm-hmm. right? He goes to Olympics, mm-hmm. so it's like Mr. Olympia, Mr. Universe. Mm-hmm. You know, with bodybuilding, is he now you know the Olympic hundred meter champion? And this guy here is the world champion because you you understand where I'm going with I this, do. Cameron? I do. And then that way. The Olympic champion potentially can race against the world champion because it's every two years, and then that makes the overall champion. You are the champ. Yeah, I, I absolutely, and that's, what, and, that's, and that's what makes the and that's yeah. what makes the Bolt era so unbelievable because he just he absolutely dominated. Yeah, twelve years. Of, I, 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 you know, I, I just, I, mm, I see, I see your point. I see your point, you but see? I, you see I, I do, I, I am a believer in standing up, and I understand he hasn't around the fastest time this particular year. On times, but I believe in standing up at a major championship makes you the fastest man yes. on the planet of course. in a particular of time. Course. But of I course. also get where you're at. But, but I'm saying for the marketing of the, the, yes. the marketing of the sport, do, do they do they start strategizing? We're talking world athletics and start to say, hang on a minute, we can we can define like grass court, clay court, hard court, yeah. right? Um, we can define like they have the final at the end of the year the, uh, for tennis. You know, at the Masters, end of the year. Yep. Like, I'm just saying, like you got. You got two. You got two really awesome championships, which kind of sit alone, right? World Championships is a World Athletics product, and the Olympics is an IOC product, yeah. which is supported by World Athletics. So I'm just saying, like, there's like WBC, WBA boxing title. But, you know, it's like I'm just saying, is that you know, I, is that something that that can be? See, the thing with that is though, you're, I know you're a huge boxing fan, right? And it can sometimes be confusing, though, right? But there's yeah. all there's all these yeah. belts. But, but it's still, I don't but it's think monetizing. Yeah, I, I, that is also but true. It's I, I just, right? The thing will be though, so, like so I'm just. Mm. But I guess that is what. That's all. Mm. It, look, I, I don't think so I, because essentially it's the same men and women who run against each other in the finals of the hundreds no, and the two hundreds traditionally. I, but it's a, it's the same guys and girls that box against one another. I, I'm just saying, mm. like, in order to give credit, because what's happening now. Yes. What I, what I saw along the world championships when Noah won the three gold medals, it was, they were very, very quick to compare him as the fastest man, the greatest showman. And he devalue the body work that's being done by Carl Lewis, the Usain Bolts, the Frankie Fredericks, the Michael Johnsons. Um, and I'm not saying they mean it. I'm not saying that, 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 but what I, do, I don't think it helps the sport because I think history and heritage you see in the NRL, you see in the NBA is so important. NFL is so True. important in order to keep, to keep the messaging of the sport, nothing where our sport suffers is that we're very quick to forget. It, so you know that. So this is why I'm. This is why I'm looking at the sport from different angles, saying, okay, how do we, how do we reshape this to give this some sort of credence and value um, when those athletes are not running? It, that is true. Firstly, the first part of that is a massive recency bias because people get caught up 
in what is happening right now mm. and not just in the emotion of the moment. But secondly, I've got a question for you that I want you to answer after the break, okay? Do we see enough former legendary athletes involved in world athletics today? Hold that thought. Quick break for Chemist Warehouse. Plenty more on the other side of this. Try the new fragrance DC10 Sport 100ml by Dan Carter. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. That's this right. This is the House of Aths. I tell you what, I'm false starting again, but I'm so excited to get into it because <laughs> I asked you the question, Johnny Steph. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. Do we say now... Again, I, I feel like I'm just sitting here, you know, patting you on the back, which I don't want to go that far. But my point is, you you did walk the walk, and then you went and 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 forced some change at an administration level. Now, I'm not saying that every single athlete has to do that, but you're talking about sometimes we forget the history of track and field. Do we see enough? How many? How many? I'll ask you this: How many legendary athletics competitors did you see at Budapest at the World Championship in in any realm? You see heaps? No, not really. I saw the I saw the usual mm. um, people that that you normally see at the track here. Yeah. But but and there and there, be, I'm saying they're big names. Uh, Tommy Smith, yep, who famously stood on the podium in mm. um, I think it's '68, '68 Mexico, um, uh, with the Black Power salute. Yeah, with, uh, with Peter Norman, our Australian, Australian hero. Now, um, uh, yeah, God rest in peace, Peter, my brother. Um, and um, I saw them for Christie and. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. And I think, uh, I think Jamie Foxx, who's now, you know, working for, well, not, not Jamie Foxx. Oh, but hang on a second. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Is, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Jamie Foxx uh, win a pole vault medal. <laughs> He's now working for World Athletics. Yep. And he used to be the old communications director at Red Bull Formula One. Um, he, he understands, he gets it. He understands the importance of the access to the past and present stars yep. um and I, and I know he's doing a huge body of work behind the scenes now to, to bridge that gap um yo I look I don't want I don't want I don't want to uh you know you know hammer the sport in that regard no Cameron because I so, don't think it's fair because I didn't I, I didn't I didn't go I didn't walk around the whole track no. I didn't walk around the whole track there's plenty there's plenty of coaches mm -hmm. and there's plenty of past Greats coaching still cam, um, plenty of past greats still. I mean, I saw Wallace Spearman, I saw Dennis Mitchell, I saw John Smith, I saw um, you know a, a, a number of 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 past athletes. Uh, Wallace Spearman, um, uh, all all their coaching in some capacity. Um, Christian Malcolm was yep. there with the, with the Irish team. So no, there are a lot of yeah, look, there so, are a lot of people giving back. Cam, absolutely. So I, I guess what you're trying to shape it. I, I guess what you're trying to. I just shape didn't want to. Just quickly, I didn't want to raise it as a way to whack uh, former legends. I'm simply pointing it as a way as athletics doing enough to incorporate the legends, so the next generation, yeah. a generation of that, well, are aware of these great, great track and field superstars over a yeah. number of years. So I'll say this, Cam, and I say it every time, and it's not for a plug for Mario. Mario's my mate, mm -hmm. and I think he's always going to be my mate. So, and it's not for Chemist Warehouse, but without partners like Chemist Warehouse, without doing mediums and shows with SCN and Croc Media, by doing the show, and mm -hmm. you and I come in every week, it's why I put my hand up for mm -hmm. as you are, Cam. I, I see you rush into the studio every time as you're doing so much in your in in your on your roster. Um, I've got a lot on my plate that I got behind the scenes where we take an hour out, and but this is we're all being honest now. And Absolutely, our producers can come in and say, yeah, that John does say that. He's, he's got a hell of a lot on, and we work times to make this happen because we understand the importance of having this medium camp. 
That's what needs to change. I think, you know, and that's what we talk about athletes Australia all the time is, okay, how do we get the sport, you know, back to the, not the athletic fan? How do we get the, to this, the normal sports fan? How do we get it to the person that doesn't like sport? Mm. And you need mediums like this. And I think World Athletics are, are now bringing a Netflix show that are coming out yes. I think next year, which I think will be awesome, right, in order to start to showcase the characters. And I saw them filming at World Champions, actually filming my ex, my old coach, John Smith. So he was mic'd up when I was talking, which 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 was pretty cool. So I was like, oh, "That's he deserves it," you know. Which he's he's, he's a legend, and he he coaches he coaches uh, Tolu in in hundred meters. Um, so you know he's doing great still. So, but you're right. My thing is where you're going, which you're correct. We need more mediums, and it's the reason why in Australia we actually are ahead of the game by doing this radio show, and we just need more of it. Uh, we'll get to the Netflix doco in a in a split second. I just think the next. So the next 12 months are huge, right? So we've got the Paris Olympics, which always means there's a great deal of confidence and momentum in what everyone is doing. They're all heading towards one common goal. We're all getting excited as sports fans because we know what is coming, right? The big thing will be is to build a legacy or a lasting amount of momentum on the back of what happens in Paris. Because once Paris is done... There is a huge question mark over Commonwealth Games in 2026. I know there's a world championship, but it is a little not out of sight, out of mind, because there's no doubt there is more of it now. But we have to make sure the momentum is there. So we went from Tokyo into a quick turnaround, of course, into world championships and the Olympic Games. I'm talking from an Australian point of view, into another world championships this year, into Paris next year. So the table is set to build massive momentum. It's to make sure we're able to retain the momentum on the back of it. So Diamond League is still front of mind. So World Championships are still front of mind. If there's no Commonwealth Games, of course, we know what's happened there. We're not relying on a major championship or a championship or an athletics meet to be in our backyard. So this is a huge 12 months. It seems easy to be able to build it, but it's what happens on the back of it that is probably going to solidify where this, where this sport is in this country. No, definitely. And and that's what I'm worried about, Ken. Mm. I'm extremely worried about it because I think sometimes we just sit off the back of nettles and think that's enough. It's not enough. If no, you it's look not. at NRL, you know, in the state of New South Wales or AFL in the state of Victoria, they do an excellent job with so many look let's look at SEN. How many AFL NRL shows are on SEN? There's so, so many. The whole the whole, the whole keeps, the whole station uh, the is, sports, is that, yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. So it keeps the it keeps the sport in the forefront of the sports viewer listener's mind. Um, and athletics, we don't have that. And no. we're starting to build that um, with shows like this. Um, and medals help uh, validate mm-hmm. shows like this. Helps validate Chemist Warehouse, helps validate SCN, the contribution they put in. Helps validate everybody out there to Australia that put in the work in, in in trying to build the sport, both in the commercial department, the directors on, that are sitting on the board, as well as administration, everybody working all the way from top to tail in that business. So, um, you're right, Cam. I don't have the answer for you. Uh, what I what I do agree with you is historically that's where we've failed. Um, and moving forward, I think your point is 100% correct. We need to be very, very cognizant of, of that that's going to happen again post-Paris. And we've got to really be aware of how do we keep that momentum using all the mediums through social media, through, through um, our live events, um, and through traditional broadcast media. Um, all the way to radio. So uh, it's it's going to be difficult, and that's why they pay the big bucks at Athletes Australia for them to figure it out. So, um, uh, But you're 100% correct, mate. For Chemist Warehouse, it's a house of ads. Plenty more next. 
Try the new fragrance, EC10 Sport 100ml by Dan Carter. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. This is the House of Aths. Johnny Steph, Cam Luke, House of Athletics, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, 0433981116 to get involved because the question is also to you listening anywhere around the country right now. Any Track and field of all time. You name one, two, 25, whatever you want. But the Netflix documentary <laughs> is going to be great, Jay Steezy. Where would you start in the history of me? the game? I want to follow, follow me around. He'll follow man. you? Because that would be interesting. I would have a blast. Now, I, I would have had a blast of that bad boy, man. I remember I did this um for sixty minutes, and it was the most. It was the most. The juxtaposition between it was it was James Tonkin, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think I think Libby Trickett. Mm-hmm. It was sixty minutes, and um, James was living in AIS with his whole family in the dormitory, and Libby was living up in Queensland with her mum. And I was living in LA Rodeo Drive driving a Porsche. <laughs> it was just the juxtaposition I came across. And back those days, that was not like, it was like, he's so un Australian. It was just, but it was just funny, man. We always laugh about it, uh, me and my family, my friends. But um, no, man, besides me being being an idiot now saying that, uh, to be honest, Maurice Green would probably be mine. Yeah. Um, I trained with him. We used to, they used to have a show um, called um, uh, on Eurosport. Uh, which is which used to follow our training group all the way back in the day, and it used to be a massive hit in Europe, man. Um, this TV show, um, and he was just awesome, man. Like this, he was he was really where I got heaps of my showman stuff for track and field. I lived with him, yeah, I trained with him, and I really try to mimic um, how he took on the sport, him and Ardo Bolden, um, and the way they spoke and the way they looked at the sport and how confident they were and their strut. Um, and I put my hand up and say I try to be like them. Um, because there's a model that I thought worked and um, it worked on the track for results. And I thought it worked off the track commercially. So um, they were, they were, they really kind of shaped me, but back then it was taboo. So when I came back to Australia, people used to think I'm so Americanized mm. um, with the way I act and the way I be, but Hey man, at the end of the day, I was about putting food on the table for me and making myself relevant. So, because um, like you just discussed earlier, medals is just not enough these days, man. It wasn't enough back in those days too. Just on that, did you change... Did you change a lot? Like, or did you have this brash attitude personality prior to teaming up with those guys and training with them? Like, it wasn't like you were just a shy, awkward introvert, right? You already had this personality to some regard before you you started with that training group. Yeah, no, definitely. They yeah. just brought it out. I mean, that's just, this is how uh, how I was as as a per. I don't think you can just you know change your whole identity who you are as a person. But I, this thing they just allowed me to bring out, gave me the confidence to bring it out. Um, and it was the, it was the, the right culture for me living in America, um, to be able to bring it out. So, um, Australians at that time, you know, were, were quite, uh, um, we were quite introverted in sort of how we went about, about our sport, you yep. know, our, our, our top athletes back in those days, Grant Hacken, Ian Thorpe and Kieran Perkins, that was the model, which every manager told you to try and be like. And, um, I was living in America and watching ESPN and, all the basketball shows and Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and all that. And for me, I, I thought, you know what, we follow America's trends in the long run anyway. So might as well go down that path and, and just be me and have fun with it and be an entertainer. So yeah, that was the play. I, uh, we're going to go back a little while here. I, Edwin Moses is always someone who was uh, intrigued me, right? Cause he just went on that magical run and didn't get beat for year after year after year. And I've always wondered what an athlete is like, 
behind the scenes when they're so dominant. Now, we've got to see a little bit of Usain Bolt. He has a documentary which you feature in. It's called I Am Bolt, possibly. Anyway, so we've got to see a little bit of, of Usain. But Edward Moses was just... Like, just dominating for year after, like a decade, never losing. And I'm always wondering how athletes like that, how they continue to motivate themselves and and how they continue to hold themselves and what they look at different things. And when you are that good for so long and you haven't lost for like seven straight years, does it drop off your training standards? Clearly it didn't. And to be able to get in the mind of Edward Moses, I I think that would have been interesting for me in some type of documentary. Yeah, definitely. Edward Moses was a monster, man. Like he just there's so many great names, man. Carl Lewis would have been sensational. Yeah, absolutely. Track club, Dennis Mitchell, another athlete. We go all the way back to those days. You know, um, uh, I mean, there's been a number of great athletes. Um, um, you know, Kathy Freeman, Mary Jo Parekh. Yeah. Um, two that stand out for me as well. Jonathan Edwards in the triple jump. Mm-hmm. He was so dominant, man. I would love to love to see Sotomayor in the high jump. Yeah. Um, just you know. There's, you know, Zelezny in the throws. I mean, there's just, there's a number of athletes, like you said, that are dominant and strong. Um, you know, man, imagine, you know, Hisham al or or Gabriel Selesi, you know. Um, even the Bakili reign when he was when he was fighting against Craig Mottram, our great Craig Mottram. Um, just, you know, they used to call Craig the big Mazunga, which is the, mm-hmm. big, the big white man, you know, like just to hear the stories and how they used to try and tackle him. Even to current form now, Jakob Ingebrigtsen got his own show now mm-hmm. in Norway, him and his family. Um but you know, even even to try and see like how these guys are trying to take him on, you know, he had a fan, another fantastic championships, missed that missed that fifteen hundred again. Um, so I'd like to hear behind the scenes. I mean, I think that's what makes Drive to Survive and F One the Netflix show is so cool because finally you get to see what's going on behind the scenes. You get to see, you know, what what what's the makeup and breakdown of these teams and athletes. Inga Britton's ability to be able to bounce back in a major championship from disappointment now. Not major disappointment. He still medaled in the fifteen hundred, but disappointment nonetheless. To be able to come back and win a gold on the same on the same meet is 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 pure legendary. Now he's has he lost some weight? Is he not looking as big? I mean muscular. He was muscular, but do you reckon he's, he's slimmed down a little bit, Inga Britson? I sort of thought that over the course of this tournament, this championship. No, what happened? What actually happened to him? He actually got sick. I think okay. some sort of food poisoning. Yep. Um, and he, and he was, yeah, or he had some sort of bug. It was something like that. Okay. And it really ruined his sort of the last 10 days into his, into his championship. So he was just trying to just m- m- maintain and hold whatever he had left. So his performance is actually Huge. extraordinary, man. Huge. You know, so, um, and, but he was quite disappointed because, you know, when you're, you, you want to go into a championships healthy and, mm-hmm. you know, I think in his mind, he's like, man, that, that double gold is mine. I mean, I still, I managed to get one in the a gold in the 5,000. Um, and I double. just lost the 1500, you know, so he'd be disappointed because, you know, but ex- I think on the same hand, he'd be extremely proud. I mean, he's no longer trained by his dad anymore. This mm. year was really a, a really, a, I mean, it's amazing to see what he's done this year um, with all the changes he's made. Um, I'm sure we're making the changes bigger than what they really were, but that is a big change to leave your father and coach and to be able to go out on your own um, and handle himself like a true champion at World Champs. We're going to get to the break. On the other side of it, John Stephenson is going to tell us what the uh, most impressive performance of the entire World Championships was. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to get involved. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. It's the House of App. Try the new fragrance, DC-10 Sport 100ml by Dan Carter. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. This is the House of Aths. Most certainly is. John Stephenson, Cam Luke, wherever you might be, 04-3398-1116. For you, did you have a a best performance of the championships? 
Ooh, that's our first person before we get to the best performances. Mm -hmm. Let's just revert back to our Australian athletes. Yes. I mean, all our medal winners, man. Huge. Uh, we didn't get to talk about Eleanor Patterson and Nicola Osagas in the, in the in the high jump. Did they? Didn't they just perform like absolute stars, champions? Uh, they stepped up and delivered. Cam, um, it was so awesome to watch Australia dominate an event. I mean, we haven't had that in so long, man. I mean, we had it in the javelin with Mackenzie Little, and to see we've had it in the javelin with Kelsey Lee Barber yep. and uh, and Mackenzie Little and Catherine Mitchell. Um, and the and the and names go on, and but to see it in the high jump, absolute rock stars. Curtis Marshall, for me, was an unexpected medal. Uh, he's always had the talent to mm -hmm. do so. Shout out to Paul Burgess again. He's again. coach, coach Nina Kennedy to gold, coach Curtis Marshall to a bronze. Shout out to you, brother. You keep doing your thing, man. He's full story is unbelievable, and we got to get him on the show. It's an amazing story. Um, Jemima Montag set the pace. She did for everybody. And Mackenzie Little, I'm, I'm a bronze medal in 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 the javelin. I, I, we got to give these athletes a shout out, man. May God bless you guys. It's it's so awesome to see what you've done for Australia. Um, I loved watching every minute of it, and and all your performances were sensational. Um, and and and, we, and Declan Tingo, man, let me just tell you, he plays eighth in the walk in the twenty k walk. We got to give this a mention because eighth in the world is huge. And we, there's a lot of athletes that did perform in finals at world championships that we haven't given a shout out. But but for for Declan, I used to I used to room with with a guy Luke Adams used to do the walk, and he came eighth, I think, at world championships mm -hmm. in two thousand and three. And he was so over the moon because it was such a huge achievement to be in the top ten in the world. So a shout out to Declan. Um, Often we we only care about the medals, Cam, and we don't give Unfortunately, these finals true. that that is actually so hard to make a final at the World Championships. So a shout out to Declan. Um, so all those performances yeah. for me, Cam, were were sensational. Absolutely. Now, so for since, the meet. So since we're running out of time, I'm going to ask you this thing quickly: How much does it motivate you when you perform exceptionally well at a major championship? You've done this. You've been there a couple of times. How much does it motivate you, either having a medal or just missing out for what is a big twelve months? If you got a medal. The belief is through the through the roof, um, and all you, all essentially you tell yourself is I just got to copy and paste and just tweak a little couple of little things. If you missed out and came forth, you're like, you know what, man? There's only four people in the world that are better than me. I'm gonna just train a little bit more harder. Come another nine, ten months, I'm gonna be right there. Um, I will give you an answer to the other answer, the, uh, the other question you asked. Femke Bowl in the four by four to finish yeah. the world championships, running down those two girls, running sure. down the Jamaican and the British athlete. Wow, wow! After falling over in the mixed relay mm -hmm. to come back like that and run over those girls gives me shivers even talking and thinking about it. Jakob Britson, unbelievable performance um, with with the, with the double, the silver and the gold. Um, your girl Kate Faith Kip Yagon delivered, yep. stood up and delivered. Went through Chavi in the three thousand meter steeplechase. Went through Chavi in the three thousand steeplechase. Wow! Um, the list goes on, it my does. brother. No last three gold medals. My hats off to you. Still not like my brother Usain Bolt, but hats oh, off to you. There it is. Um, you know what? What a world championships, Cam. Absolutely. And on that note, we've run out of time. We do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We're going to be back doing this again next week. Jay Steezy or El Stefo or wherever the hell you are in the world. I'll speak to you then, brother. The Steph. <laughs> See you, my man.